За окном война, ты спросишь, или тяжело? Отвечу, ну да. А ты как-то держись, моя любимая страна. Мы обязательно встретимся возле большого костра. Слово Украине, слово They're ordinary people that didn't ask to go through this, but they're stepping up in a major way. Non-stop amazing patriotism and rallying to take care of each other. You see here in Ukraine, it's unbelievable. The rise of autocracy is, is the end of us. It's the end of us all over again. These are all the conditions that created World War II. They already changed forever. They are kids of war. They will remember for the end of their life. Only the people who went through this occupation will understand the feeling. No electricity, no water, no food, no money, but the main thing, no Russian. <laughs> We don't care all the rest as soon as there's no Russian. You're listening to JD Off Leash inside Ukraine. Well, while we're talking about it, and the fact that you took a taxi, I see an empty glass. You want to pour another? Oh, yes, please. Pour another monkey shoulder. Before we start talking economics, we uh, might need another glass of whiskey. You know, it was it was again. It was a pleasure to lose lose that bottle for you because. Uh, well, I was just blown away because. So he gave me this bottle in a bag, which was awesome because it said "Believe in the Army" on the bag. Um, Full five zero. Yeah, but I was—I um, don't remember where I was going. I was on my way out at the time that you gave it to me, and I didn't pull it out of my backpack till the next day. And I looked at some monkey shoulder. I didn't even know you could get that in Ukraine, and that's my jam back in the states. That's what I drink in the states. So it was you know, perfect, absolutely perfect. Jeremy, you are greatly mistaken. We have a lot of spirits here in Ukraine, uh, imported all around the world. What? We have we have a great shops here. I, I will not name them because it's <laughs> going to be advertisement. But one of them, I, I will name them. I will name them. This is a good wine. There's a shop uh, in a downtown, mm-hmm. which is uh, a grocery shop. It's kind of expensive. It's a uh, Harrods style. So mm. it's expensive for a rich person in downtown. And Probably still one tenth the price of the United States. Uh, <laughs> don't know. I haven't been Everything to the United so States. So cheap here. Yeah. So anyway, it's expensive. Yeah. Uh, expensive in a, in a lot of stuff. But they yeah. uh, import a lot of alcohols here in Ukraine, and um, unfortunately, their very house was somewhere on the west, uh, on the north from Kiev. Mm. And it was hit by a missile, by a tank. I don't Those know the sons history. of bitches blew up whiskey. Yes, it is. That's unforgivable. Unforgivable. That alone yeah. is, is uh, worth fighting them to the border. If I'm not, uh, if I, I, I could be mistaken, but yeah. the worth of uh, the value of the alcohols, which is uh, destroyed, destroyed yeah. in a fire, is around 40 million oh, euros. Geez. Uh, yes, that hurts. Huge. That hurts so, me at the soul. Yeah. So uh, what they've come with, uh, some bottles are have survived. 
So they've... Uh, Wait, they have bottles that were salvaged from that? I want yes, one. Where do have, I get one? I will pay whatever I have to. In that shop. They After the show's over, I, you're going to tell I me where that one. shop is. I was is. presented with one. I was presented with oh, one. Uh, they have a stickers like, like uh, uh, survived with... I uh, survived with, uh, with, Putin's with, bullshit. Yeah, something like that. No, <laughs> it's um, survived with dignity, something like that. Oh they my have, God, yeah. After the show's over, sticker, you're going to tell me where I can they get They have these bottles where uh, they are a little bit damaged. I mean, they are stickers, they are posters. Even better uh, yeah and uh, they are selling them now oh. and and if i'm not mistaken they are putting all the money they get from that bottles to the army of course they are that's what so. you do in ukraine it's unbelievable so, everybody supports it yeah, yeah. and uh, you'll be surprised uh, i mean it's not the only shop i will name the other ones oak wine or etc they we have a great choice of alcohols all around you do but here's my one Thing, you've you've heard me say nothing but good things about Ukraine. Oh yeah, what the did they one have? thing that what? disappoints me? What you don't make a good whiskey in Ukraine? Yeah, uh, I've asked. I've gone to bartenders. I've gone to to no liquor stores, and I'm like, "What's the best Ukrainian made whiskey?" And they're like, "You don't want Ukrainian whiskey." I'm like, "Ah, damn!" Because when I travel, I always like to try and get a whiskey from wherever I am. Um, and I've been told that I Ukraine just that doesn't do much. I know the story is going to be whiskey. changed about this. Yeah, because um, well, yeah, I'm going to open a distillery after the war's over and make whiskey in Ukraine. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> so, uh, as to my knowledge, getting license to produce alcohol in Ukraine is quite difficult. Yeah. So, and uh, unless it's vodka, then you're allowed to make it in your own no, kitchen. No, you can do it. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> You can you, you, you can produce vodka anyway. In the so <laughs> Ukrainians love their vodka. No, we're not. Uh, we drink uh, as as Europe. We drink more wine and beer now, and yeah. statistics come yeah. to that. We yeah. don't drink vodka. Uh, Russia is vodka. You need to talk to your army boys. They drink vodka. Uh, <laughs> you know, I can understand why they do yeah. that. Yeah, with, with, with the stress they they, they are dealing yeah. with, you have to get the yeah. simplest and the fairest alcohol yeah. is possible so it just yeah. but no so i went you know obviously this is not a deployment for me just um in the beginning i thought it was going to be similar but on previous deployments it's always you lose weight get in crazy good shape because the food <laughs> sucks everything sucks wherever you are here i was like oh my god i'm gonna gain weight in this country the food's amazing um and so i've converted to a wine guy since coming to Ukraine. Seriously? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I still enjoy whiskey, but I'm not trying to get drunk while I'm here in country. I'm busy every single day, okay. you know, doing what I'm doing here. So I don't I don't want to drink a lot of liquor. Um, but if I drink beer on a regular basis, that's just, it's not healthy. I mean, none I of should, it's healthy, but I it, should, it, I should it, do, so uh, I've, I've, I've become a white wine guy. Now I drink a, a white wine I with should, dinner um, in Ukraine. I didn't know where you're going uh, to just to to, to 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 which places do you go in Kiev, but I'll uh, I'll show you a few, few places. I mean, yeah. with a really good food. So oh, I have found I've, so far every place I've been is phenomenal okay. food. In fact, I've told this story I think already like twice on this podcast. So if you've already heard this, skip this part. But um, I love Ukrainian food, like the authentic Ukrainian food too, like borscht, varaniki, and. Uh, Everywhere we go, every time we work with a new unit, they're always trying to give us what they think Americans are going to like. So, like, I'll go to a unit and everybody's getting in line for chow at lunch and there's a big pot of borscht and, like, you know, anchovies and all this 
great food and I'm like, all right. And then the officers will come and be like, no, no, no. For Americans, we have special. You come with us. And it'll be like <laughs> Domino's pizza and French fries. I'm like, no, I don't want that. Um, no, 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 Ukrainian food is great. And then I tell people, it's not just that Ukrainian food is really good, that you have everything represented here. There's amazing Georgian places, really oh, yeah. good Italian places, really good uh, Middle Eastern. There's a lot of really good Middle yeah. Eastern food here. Um, which is one of my favorites. And Georgian is one of my all-time favorites, um, which every time I go to a Georgian place here, I'm like, oh, this is my new favorite Georgian place. Then I go to another one. I was like, no, this is a, just amazing food. Phenomenal. Yeah, there is a great cream tatar restaurant here in downtown yeah. Kiev. You, you, you have to try it out. It just, yeah. it's, it's crazy. Well, there's a long list in my phone of when the war is over, here's yeah. all the things I'm going to go see, try, because I keep driving by places, towns, villages, restaurants and being like oh my god i wish i had the time to explore this because it's beautiful so oh thank you when the war's over lots of places i gotta go but um so okay were you getting back something? to a license for a whiskey i yeah, want yeah, to yeah. finish the story because it's not yeah. the end so uh, the story is I, what i think it is it's about a license so you uh, if you get like five years ago the only license you can get is a license for a large volume production if you want a small small distillery, as, mm-hmm. as we're talking about a whiskey, it was not impossible. It was not reasonable to open that kind of business. But as for now, I know that it was. Uh, now you have an opportunity, and a friend of mine already has that license. And as to my knowledge, I haven't spoken to him for quite a while. But he already bought a place, and uh, he wants to be build some kind of chateau. So he will distill it and have a hotel and uh, outside of Kiev, and it's gonna be nice. a whiskey place. So, um, I mean, uh, that culture will come to us, but we need time. We need investments. Well, we if need, anybody we need, wants we need to a invest, lot of, yeah. If if you if you have a spare money, please. If anyone wants to invest Jeremy, in. Cossack whiskey made in the Carpathian Mountains. Actually, you know what? No, we're going to open a distillery in Crimea after oh. we take it. And it's going to be Cossack whiskey. Okay. If you want to invest. Okay. I just made that up in this moment. Okay. Um, but hey, that that's a great segue into economics, which is what yeah. I wanted to talk to you about. So you uh, have a PhD in economics. Um, and there is clearly a big um, economical side to everything that is happening, both for Russia for Ukraine, for all of the supporting EU countries and the United States. Um, How much effectiveness do you believe the economic sanctions against Russia are? Do you think they need to be greater? Do you believe on the surface that perhaps they're not as effective as they're pretending to be that it's more of a we want to make it look like we're doing something where do you stand on the economic sanctions oh it's a lot of questions here i know so uh first of all uh we don't get a lot of economic data now from russia russia from the beginning of war closed and uh and uh, didn't did not publish any economical data. So we didn't get a lot from that part. And what you get is probably lies. Uh, Yeah, but uh, we could get some information and analyze it, but it's only a side effect information. So some kind of uh, how many diapers were sold or something like that. 
So uh, we don't get in a lot of information from Russia, and so we cannot assess how how uh, how well sanctions are working with Russia right now. But also we could as- assume few things in economics. We can assume what happens in reality. We can see what happens in reality with their economics, and. Uh, From my point of view, sanctions which are implied now on Russia are enormous. The uh, Western world never implied sanctions like that before. Uh, it's a great hit for all the Western countries. Uh, I mean, uh, putting such sanctions on Russia Uh, West also loses a lot. So it's not one-way road. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as we see now, on the ninth month of this war, the sanctions is not nearly enough. Uh, they are not enough because Russia still gets a lot of money from the West. Mm, from what I know in economics and what what uh, data I see, uh, the money they have now, the money they're getting now uh, to to keep political regime alive, they need not more than 30% they get now. I mean, thirty percent of what they of, are getting of, now, yeah. or thirty percent of what they got prior 30%, to thirty percent, thirty percent of what they're getting now. So there's I mean, still a long ways to go to yeah. hurt them. I'll, I'll, I'll try to to talk a little bit more about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are getting less now. They are three hundred and fifty billions arrested on the West, but still they get paid for an oil and for all natural resources they taken from their land. And the money they get uh, to keep the Putin's regime, it's only third what they need. So we, we don't get in even near, so they uh, will feel uh, this war is also an economical for them. It's not an economical war for them. They don't see it yet. Uh, so this 30% is the money Putin needs himself, his friends, his uh, military, his uh, police, his uh, um, judges, his uh, prosecutors, etc. All we call is uh, as a power chain. of The operating expense of yeah. the government. Every other expenses for Putin is not critical. So what we're talking now his uh, uh, if even he will get three times less what he gets now it still be enough to him to do to what he do now government operations yeah. yeah it's the truth as it is is it gonna change in the nearest future no it's not it's impossible uh, to change it in the near future in just in many reasons why in many reasons why Uh, yes, Russia is a smaller country in economics uh, values than countries opposing it. Uh, we're talking uh, Russia is 1.9% uh, of uh, world GDP before war. Now, I think it's 1.4, a 
or something around that. Uh, the countries which are opposing Russia, United States, European Union, Japan, uh, Australia, and uh, all other countries I, I could forget, sorry about that, uh, they are like 40, 45, or even 50% of full GDP. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, as an economist, I do understand that you cannot go in war understanding these figures. Uh, Hitler lost his war when uh, economic balance moved for, from, from his side. To an unsustainable amount. That's it. The same is here. We're not talking about time. We're talking about the end result. The end result is going to be like he will lose. He will lose eventually. He will lose economically. But now he's not even getting there. Do you believe that Russia, obviously they have demonstrated some stupidity and military strategy, but they're not all idiots. Um, do you believe that there are economists in Russia who are doing the numbers um, and that that could play into when Russia finally exits this bullshit terror state? Because these numbers are not just current numbers. Any part of our Hold life... Let me finish my thought and then I'll, okay. I'll shut up and let you talk. In any part of our life, we'll get dependent on something, right? And we feel like we need that. But if it's ever taken away, we adapt and we find another way or we find another source or we find some way to do without whatever was taken out of our life. Long term, this isn't just hurting Russia and then whenever the war is over, they'll get back all their numbers and have the same GDP. This is Western culture is finding new ways to fill the needs that they used to get from Russia. Yes, it is. And will continue to use those same needs after the war is over, even if not out of spite, but just because that becomes their new source. There's got to be economical minds in Russia that's doing those numbers, right? Do you believe that just the projected future loss is going to equate into when they start saying look you're literally going to destroy our country if we don't pull out of this or do you think that that's not going to wait first of all i think there are um, unfortunately russia has a greater economics economics guys economics uh, who are in uh, central bank and ministry of finances and in the government then they have a military guys <coughs> I would hope uh, so. <laughs> I would hope they had uh, this. Uh, I would hope they would have some the same problems they have in in a, in a management as they have in an army. So they have in a central. Bank. I'm sure they have the same corruption. Uh, yes, they are. But the Russia is quite rich country, so it could be corrupted quite a long time before no. something happens. So. About the people, uh, they have, uh, for example, they unfortunately to admit they had they have a great, uh, not a great, but but still she's on her place, uh, a chairman of a central bank, Nabiulina. She's uh, doing. I mean, she's working for a world evil, but from economic perspective and when her work gonna be studied in universities what she has done to save currency what she has done to save banking uh, 
I think it's it's for me from from, from a professional perspective, it's really interesting because uh, West hoped, and I also hoped that the shock from uh, from the sanctions uh, will literally paralyze Russian economy. It's not because they have some really clear mind people in finance department. And uh, and it's also uh, also one point to one point of uh, to the portrait of Putin. Uh, he not always putting some uh, idiots all around him. Sometimes he understands that he has to leave that for professionals. Mm-hmm. And uh, so far, the economy going down and it will hit and it will hit largely but do you think it's going down faster than the countries imposing the sanctions yes it is okay yes it is it is it just even uncomparable the amounts we're talking are incomparable a lot of industries are already gone for example there is no such stuff as car production in russia anymore it is felt by 90 95% really yeah Did not it know is. that Uh, a lot of producers... Is Lada Russian? Sorry? Is Lada Russian? Yeah, it is. So no more Ladas, huh? No, Ladas will be produced, yeah. but with, without airbags. Without airbags, because airbags were imported and uh, it cannot be. And the problem is, it was a, it's, with the sanctions, for example, with the cost, I can explain you, a simple chip, which is uh, in every modern car, is ABS, which mm. help you to stop a car right. in emergency situations. Right. It is not produced in Russia, and new cars which are produced now in Russia don't of, have ABS. Don't have an ABS, so no airbags, uh, no ABS, no ABS, no no um, yeah. no airbag, no airbag. So, mm-hmm. welcome back to 1960. Yeah. So, but uh, their market are shrinking now with the cars, and uh, uh, before we were, every producer in the world uh, wanted to have their site with the production in Russia. Well, I, I don't remember all of them, but uh, namely uh, a Mercedes, a BMW, a Nissan, a Toyota, all they had a large, a large uh, sites, uh, a large factories producing cars in Russia. Mostly all of the, all of them are went, they have gone. We're talking about and that's taking away a, a lot of jobs. A lot. Well. Of, we are talking about hundred thousands. Yeah. We're talking about hundred thousand jobs. So it's just one industry. Uh, the second industry uh, is air travel. We're talking about uh, airplanes. Russian planes are not not flying anymore anywhere. Yeah. Again, tens of thousands of jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one and all of the other businesses that rely on air travel you know, all yes, of your tourism yes. your, I mean everything yeah. service yeah, repairments yeah. Uh, air air control etc yeah. um, um, I mean I'm uh, really surprised with, uh, with uh, dignity with a lot of companies who went from Russian market even knowing how profitable it was for him i've been it impressed means, too. you mean you mean i mean uh thinking um, studying economic uh, economics for a lot of years you can see the corporations as a 
large companies which are main interest is provide profits for their uh, shareholders. Right. So what they have done with exiting Russia is also remarkable, remarkable, uh, because it's it's a huge hit for a lot of companies. Mm. And but I don't, sorry, uh, and I don't think a lot of companies will ever get back to Russia. Right. So that's exactly what I was just going to say is that plays back to what I was saying is if you're a good businessman and you run a very profitable business and whatever your um, your operation was in Russia was a profitable one. So you pull away and like you just said, you're trying to make money for your shareholders. You pull away and you take this huge hit. You're not just going to sit back and go, okay, now we just make less money. You're going to find a way to get your numbers right back up to what it was without Russia. Yeah. So even after the war is over and you're allowed to trade with Russia or it's no longer morally bad for you to go work with Russia, you're not going to because you already found a new way to Jeremy, make it. Jeremy, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I don't think that a civilized war will get back on track with Russia in like 30 years. I, I was tongue-in-cheek when I said it's no longer moral. You know that when it comes to money... No... I mean, there will be plenty of people willing to trade again with Russia within basically as soon as tomorrow. this comes to peace. Yeah. yeah, But what I'm getting at is these companies that are taking a huge hit in income and capital and profit yeah. by no longer operating in Russia aren't going to just sit by and take that hit. Yeah, they're they going to find they, new yeah. ways to get the money back up. So once Russia becomes an option again, it's not an appealing one because they already have a new way to make money. That's where I was getting into. This is yeah. long-term damage but to anyway, the But anyway, it's Russian always a, okay. We, uh, let's consider they found a way to invest their money in a new place to fund their, uh, new jobs and new, new places, new countries, new markets, etc. cetera. Uh, let's imagine Russia opened tomorrow. Why not to go to there again? I mean, we are talking uh, quite a long perspective. I know. It's 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 not it's not the question. Is the question is uh, is Russia getting uh, really really the heat they had to have to stop? Mm-hmm. So again, did the Russia uh, did uh, the West hated Russia uh, enough to they stop? Eventually, no. Yeah. Have you could could the West hit more? From what I what, what I would they hit in hmm? your opinion? What would be the what would be the hold move? on a second? I'll just uh, could the West hit now more? Mm-hmm. I don't think so, because uh, we are talking about the processes in Western countries, which are also are uh, really uh, really Depending. dangerous, yeah. really dangerous. We're talking about inflation. We're talking about prices for mortgages we're talking about uh, price for for food we're talking about price for gas a lot of stuff changed this year mm-hmm. but that's the price we're paying for a freedom not just for a freedom of ukraine it it's not only ukrainian war actually oh i agree completely it's it's all civilized war if ukraine will fall just by imagination, uh, he will not stop in Lviv. And he won't. And it's not just him. Yeah. And North Korea, North, North Korea China, Iran, Iran, they're Iran, all watching. Venezuela, and etc. They're all watching. Yeah. If if he Putin will be uh, left with 
with, with Ukraine and, and could deal with us by, by himself. He will not win, but he will struggle. He will, yes. yeah, he will struggle here for years. We're talking about million people lives, etc. But he he will not win. But if we're talking about that, that which he just left with Ukraine, uh, that changes everything to all civilized world. I agree. So, where I was going with my question about what it would take, and you made the comment about. If you operate in Russia and you pull out of Russia and you find a new alternate source and so you bring your profit back to what it was, but then Russia then becomes open again to trade with. Every business will get back to Russia. Okay, but here we go. So this is where, this is my line of thought. I know that Putin, his regime, his people around him, his think tank is still that old school ideology, Soviet pride, nationalist mentality. But is there not a possibility that in modern society where even those archaic systems, there's still people in them that are becoming progressive, is there not someone that's going to go, you know what, Russia could be twice as wealthy if we defy that system and say this was wrong, Putin is not representative of us, of us anymore. That old crony mafia way is not. We're progressive. We want your business. We want out of Ukraine. We want to trade with the West. They would get incredibly wealthy because there would be a line of businesses around the block dying yeah. to start doing business in, in Russia if those magical words were ever spoken, even if they didn't mean them. That, in my opinion, is when this truly ends for Ukraine, in my opinion. I think that the war ends before that. I think that Putin just, he's going to do what he's always done. He's going to lie. Yeah. I think he's going he's gonna to lie and declare victory. I don't know when that's going to happen. I'm not ready to bet a bottle of whiskey oh. on it just yet. Just yet. I'll let you yeah. know when I'm there. I'll let I, you know I, when I'm there. I want to get, yeah, I want to get another but, bet, please. But I think that that is how I want it, to lose again. <laughs> I think that is how it ends, is I think that he eventually uses his state-controlled media and he tells his people, we won. What we wanted to do was denazify and and take away all of the nationalists uh, Ukrainians and we have burned down their cities we have taken out all the bad ones we've done what we set out to do and we declare victory and he's going to leave that's how he ends up because he's never going to admit that no, we kicked him all the way no, back to the original board no, it's impossible to do so for but, him. but it's impossible to do for him so it's impossible because alright let's imagine he will do so so that means that he will he has to leave Donetsk and Lugansk yeah? mm-hmm. and what about Crimea mm-hmm. the same Yep. So, hold on a second. Uh, Crimea for him was his biggest trophy mm-hmm. in 2014. I didn't say it's going to be easy. Hold on a second. You said that he will declare victory. So that means you have to bring something. Not with in, you. Not in Russia. Even in Russia. Even in Russia, you have to bring something. You have to bring something. I mean... For the months of occupation of her son, her son was his prize. They and he's saw, already convinced the entire country. Yeah, yeah he did. Yes. That it was a worthy military strategy. Yeah, it is. And 
basically from his point of view, uh, her son was surprised. Mm-hmm. Really, it was. It was the only because, prize he had because so far. He get it. He get it. It was the only capital he took. Yeah. So he get it quite easily. He get it in the first days of war. He got it uh, not damaged at all. Mm-hmm. And um, with her son, there was a huge possibility to go further, to go to Nikolaev, to go to Odessa, and eventually to go to Moldova and to open a corridor he always wanted to uh, Serbia. Yeah, that's his idea. That's not mine. So uh, after losing her son, the right bank of uh, Ukraine is done for him. He will never ever come to her son. It's I don't impossible. think I don't think they'll even try to cross the Dnieper at this point. Uh, we now have the entire. Right I side know of the quite. I, I know the history of Second World War and crossing the Dnieper during Second World War always was a huge military mm-hmm. operation. Yeah. I don't think they'll even try. Involving millions of people and mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of casualties. Yeah. It's, and now he's down to just conscripts. So with, with, yeah. and, and the Dnipro is, is quite a river. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it could be up to 700 meters in Kherson. Oh, yeah. It it's is huge. huge. Mm-hmm. It is huge. It is. It's impossible to cross it without... And I don't think they'll even try. I think that they have accepted the fact that they are not getting past the... All right. So what he will bring is a price. Then. Densification. And Ukraine going to be in EU in a year after that. I'm not saying I think he's going to pull out. I'm saying we're going to have to kick their ass all the way back to the border. But when that happens, I think that's how this ends. Because he can't admit defeat. He's not going to say, we lost. That's never going to come out of his mouth. Those words will never come out mm-hmm. of his mouth. So I'm not saying that, oh, one day he's going to decide to give Crimea and the Donbass region to Ukraine. I'm saying Ukraine is going to fight and take Crimea and the Donbass region, at which point he will declare victory and claim that he did what he was supposed to do. None of us can pretend we know for sure what's going to happen. But I am confident that Ukraine, I just don't know how long it'll take, but I'm confident Ukraine will take back Crimea and will take back the Donbass region. So then the speculation becomes, well, how does Putin sell that? And that's what I'm saying is I believe the end will be him declaring a bullshit victory um, and going back. Possibly so. But even then, there's still going to be the the cold war if you will that you were discussing before until what i really think if they were smart what russia should do is russia should say we want to become twice as wealthy and have those as you were saying it seems at this point the only intelligent people in russia are their economists have those people take over go you know what we're gonna we're gonna distance ourselves from this old archaic Soviet no, style and be progressive for the sake of money and power. All right. I'm uh, not saying that's know, what they'll do, but that's know, what they should do. It's uh, what they should do. History examples is not it's not the way to persuade someone in, in your point of view, but I do remember a period of time when uh, Soviet Union was uh, in a war in Afghanistan. Um, 80s 80s and uh, I do remember as um, on television we had a all around the bullshit 
about uh, help to the Brotherhood Nation, about that we are doing some kind of uh, our duty there. Special military operation. Uh, not a special. No, no. It was a, it was international duty. Yeah. Uh, some kind of that. If if I'm translating right, so. And I do remember as a small kid. Uh, first of all, I do remember as my parents uh, has two brothers, uh, two two kids, two boys. Yeah, and I have a brother, so I do remember my parents are uh, were afraid about us. Because uh, in 1989-1990, when the war was still going, it was already going for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, have, uh, I have my um, relatives who have who been there in Afghanistan. And I do remember the, uh, how they were frightened of what they've seen there. And uh, also, I do remember how my parents thought about that wall. I mean, on a table, like we're sitting with you mm-hmm. now, uh, talking to each other, talking to their friends. They were afraid of that wall. But it was going for 10 years, and they thought, all right, we have two boys. Possibly this wall can go for another time. And then in 10 years, they, w- they, yeah, they will have to go. And uh, talking about it was they were talking that it's bullshit, it is nonsense, it is it is just just a stupid war somewhere on um, on another part of a continent. We just don't we, we don't have to be there. But but uh, every day people were going to that war from from the Soviet Union. I mean, uh, you can bullshit people for quite a long period of time. He uh, he could he could use the same strategy uh, the Soviet Union used in uh, in Afghanistan, saying bullshit, doing other stuff, and it will take years to understand. Uh, people will still understand, but it's some kind of uh, double thinking, as, as in, a, in a famous book. Uh, I mean, uh, thinking on a table one stuff at home. But doing going back mm. to work, going right. back to office, you're still a part of that system which has pushed this country. So I don't believe that in Russia will ever be. Uh, I mean, I mean, I I'm, would be again glad to be uh, mistaken, but I'm not. I'm sure uh, it's not going to be easier to finance guys to overcome Putin. Yeah. It's. Well, Putin's days are numbered just age-wise and health-wise, but it's, I'm talking it's more number of the Putin to everyone. It's number to yeah. everyone, but 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 he's are quite calculated by uh, millions of people. Yeah. Uh, let's better talk about economics, not about Putin. <laughs> yeah. So um, about your price and about the sanctions, about yeah. about what 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 where we're getting in. Mm. Um, I'm surprised with the help of the United States we've, we've, we've uh, received. I do understand why the United States is doing this. 
I don't. Did you say you do or don't understand? I do. I do understand why you're doing this. I do understand. I do understand um, strategical, tactical, and all the stuff which is involved in that, and uh, how much was put, and how much, how, how many opportunities are opening for United States in Europe with Ukraine, uh, if they, if, when we win. But I'm also surprised with uh, Europe. I mean, uh, from economic perspective, it was seen it was coming. I mean, they've paid Putin last 20 years. They've made him. Mm-hmm. They've made his army. From economic point of view. Correct, yeah. I mean, uh, possibly it's, it's what you would do, it, what, what, you, what I would do if you have uh, two gas stations on one street and one has, I mean, 20% lower prices, where would you go? Right. Uh, that's what all the world has done. But uh, with, uh, they've understood that the owner of this, of this uh, gas station is a rapist. They understood that he's uh, killing kids. He understood that he beats uh, his neighbors. But still, discount of 20% is enough to forget about uh, such things. Do you think Putin was counting on that too? He never thought that yes, they would... Yes, he did. They would, yes, they would, he did. Yeah. One of his calculations, which he was brought uh, by, by, by his uh, successes, he got with Georgia, Crimea, and Donbass, and trying to persuade him not to go further. Uh, he, uh, um, they are talking about this freely. They are thinking that the West is impotent, that he, they, they cannot uh, take decision as fast he can, as as powerful decision he can, and uh, he just can't do anything. He can buy anyone. Well, he had been getting away with it. Yeah. Yeah. He had been getting because, yeah. I mean, and the United still, States and Britain both sat in on the agreement when Ukraine gave up its nuclear program to Russia in exchange for Russia honoring the borders to include oh, Crimea. Know, oh, you know, that. and the Donbass, the United States and Budapest Britain both memorandum. Yes, and and the United States and Britain both sat in on the Budapest memorandum. And yet, in 2014, when he took Crimea and the Donbass, they did absolutely nothing. So he had been getting away with it. So there's there's precedent for him to believe that, oh, they'll do it again. They'll still look the other way. So I'm with you in right. being very surprised. All right, uh, you go to a casino. You put a million dollars to, to a zero. You win. Okay. In a year, you go to the same casino, same day, again, you win. And the third time, you win. Yeah. Why shouldn't you win fourth time? That his was uh, well. I'm really glad he decided to go all in on the one time that he's getting his ass kicked. Uh, yeah. yeah, and now he just uh, decided to go all in. He thought that uh, he will he can get with uh, he can get away with that, and basically, frankly saying, uh, I could be mistaken. I'm I'm grateful for all the help we get, but I think if Kiev will not stand he would get some kind of agreement from West. I agree. I agree. I believe the same can be said for the um, the takebacks of land. That's been a very prevalent uh, logic behind this 
counteroffensive that was waged in late August um, mm-hmm. to take back the area around Kharkiv all the way down through. Oh, it's a great Lebanon. operation. And then this push for Kherson, um, part of the reason that I was confident we would have it <laughs> before cold. I was also, but I wasn't. I wasn't sure. You, you was so. You was so. You was so really <laughs> sure about dates. You've told me two weeks. <laughs> And I, I'm just, it was 12 just, days. I was close. Come on, come on. Just, no, you've told me it's going to happen in next two weeks. No, you've well, told me two to three weeks. And then you told me, no, I'm sure it's going to be in two weeks. You know your economics. You know, I know my military. I, um, uh, Jeremy, I'm but, speaking with a lot of military <laughs> guys. And you, you didn't know. With, uh, seriously, I was surprised. Okay, but where I was going with that is... What you just said about, so if, if Russia comes in and they take Kiev, the Western support probably would not be as strong as it is now. Yep. I say the same about the counteroffensives. And that is one of the reasons that in the beginning, I liked Zelensky, President Zelensky, as, as a character. I liked the fact that he was the guy that said, I'm not leaving. I'm staying here. I'm with my people. We'll shoulder this together. But that was about as far as it went, as far as my respect for him, as I respected his character. Now I am very impressed, and it's obviously not just him, but the people around him. But they see what you just said. Support, I think, was going to wane. If they did not show the West that the support you're giving us, here's what we can do with it. Yeah. So rather than just sitting back and building a wall and saying they can't come any further, they realized we need to show the West some big wins. We need to show them what their support is getting. Going back to everything uh, being business at the end of the day. Jeremy, You've invested in us. Here's what we can do with that. Jeremy, we're not showing. We, we, I'm, I'm just, you're absolutely right. But I'd like to correct you a little bit. Absolutely. We are not showing nobody what we can do with armor. We're not showing. We're just protecting our country as best as we can. It's not an idea just give us an armor. So we can show you what we can do with that. I mean, I mean, uh, we need armor just to protect our homes. So what we it's natural for a people to think how to use what you have to protect yourself. That's it. So what you see, you see a result of usage of your of taxpayers of money of the of your United States and Britain and European Union taxpayers. Uh, This is a part of our character. We we wisely use resources we have. That's very true. You're very in, in uh, very. <laughs> we we call you guys the MacGyvers, which I don't know if that means anything to you. That's an old uh, TV show in the United States. No, MacGyver <laughs> was this guy that like you could give him two toothpicks, a pair of scissors, and a piece <laughs> of paper, and he would build an airplane. Like he just like like you guys are very much like that. And so I also, I want to clarify. You would do the same. You would do the same. I want to clarify what I was saying because I get really pissed off at people in the West who claim that Ukrainians are only fighting because of the support from the West. So I don't want to come across as the guy who just said that. What I was saying is the timing of we need to make a big push now to make sure the Western support is still warranted is, is what I was saying. Not the whole fighting because that is one thing that I get irritated with when people say it in the West is... I mean, it goes all the way back to 2014, you know, George Soros. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. No, I know. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of people in the West will talk about in 2014, George Soros invested in the revolution taking place in Ukraine and the Bidens were very involved. 
And all of those things could be true, but it doesn't change the fact that Ukraine was doing it because it's what Ukraine wanted to fucking do. So it doesn't matter what other people got. It. They were doing it because they want to be a free people. They want to be a free democracy and they want the best life possible for their families. Who gives a shit who else was throwing in? Same with this war. So, yeah, I just want to make sure that I'm not the guy who just said Ukraine's only fighting because of Western support. That's not what I meant. What I meant was the timing of realizing we need to push now and show some wins now so that the support keeps coming. Um, but I've but, said a million times. But let us be friendly. The support yeah. we had, and we're grateful for that. We're yeah. grateful for that because it's it saved Kiev. It's held of hundreds, thousands of lives. It saved it saved just just normal beings just just people like 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 everyone so uh the help we we are getting before a war started was as from my unprofessional uh conclusion was the help for the kind of partisan war i do think that the west thought all right they will lose half of a country we will give them a partisan kind of equipment mm -hmm. so why why to provide with something extra if it can uh, reach russian hands we will not do that and they uh, i do think uh, what uh, the um, west is surprised how we used the weapon they provide us with oh uh, as uh, as a representative of the west yes we are uh, <laughs> we are I mean, we are impressed but as you have to take in conclusions that we've um, we didn't want this fight. We didn't want it. We wanted to have a normal life, but we are unlucky to have a crazy neighbor, a crazy, rich, and powerful neighbor. Yeah. That's what we have. We had it for centuries. We had a family stories, like a lot of stories what they have done here in Ukraine. Uh, I mean, uh, Ukrainians for Russians is, uh, if they will lose Ukraine, it is bare-born for them. It is, it is just, there is no more such thing as a Russian uh, empire. There is, it doesn't exist. Because to have Russian empire, you have to have three parts, Russia, Ukraine, and Belarus. If you gather three nations, then you have a nation. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you don't gather them, that's it. It's done. Mm -hmm. And moreover, until Ukraine was uh, corrupted with such guys as Yanukovych, it, Russia was fine with that. That means that for Russia, Ukraine was on the same track. It was just a little bit aside, but but still on the same track. Yep. But. The day we've changed ourselves, the day we've said, all right, we the will change. The day the people changed that, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the people changed it. And yeah, I was on the Orange Revolutions. I was in the Kiev downtown at times. So we helped the people who stand in there. We helped with the food. We helped with the medics. We helped. We stood in the streets. We protested. We walked around uh, downtown. Everyone done it in Kiev, and uh, the same with uh, with with the revolution of 2014, with the revolution of dignity. Yeah. And the people back in the United States watching this, when he's talking about protests, this isn't like when we just hold signs over something in the United States. A hundred people were killed. Hundred, hundred, hundred plus. more than a hundred yeah. protesters were killed. This was uh, this wasn't just 
just to hold your sign. This was a this is our country, and we'll do whatever it takes to keep it. Even even uh, just uh, you know uh, coming back to uh, to uh, the talks we had with 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 people uh, you say in France, but they are not friends to me anymore. With the Russian, I know uh, they are asked why you do that. Why, why, why you change governments? Why you change presidents? Why, why you protest? What's the reason? They are all the same. They are coming and going. They are all the same. They are all corrupted. They all, they, uh, they are lying. Do as we do. Elect one guy. Let them sit until the end of the times. And when they've told me that stuff 15 years ago, that was I didn't had. A lot of arguments to them what 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 to say what not to do that because yeah. russia at you that point of time russia at, at that point of time was prosperous yeah. it was uh, much more richer than we do yeah. but now i know the answer the answer is if the guy sitting in one chair in that it with a such power it has eventually he get crazy mm-hmm. he get he just just really he gets crazy he cuts all the ties to the real world. He didn't get any information, real information. All, everything uh, around him is a bullshit in the world he want to see. So, and in the end of the day, he will bring a wall. Yeah. Or some kind of disaster. Yeah. And that right that's there. Why, that's why um, <clears throat> through, through the mistakes and takes, all the world, all the Western world came to the point when we are changing our our uh, presidents, prime ministers, etc. Because with the power of that, uh, you cannot uh, have the guy in a, in a power for 10 years because he, yeah. he's just getting crazy. And that is also why Putin had to intervene when he did, is because what you just said, those, we'll call them ex-friends, um, former friends, in Russia, they didn't understand. People I know, they didn't understand because they don't see and 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 like you just said, you didn't really have an answer for them yet because you had not seen this play out yet. You didn't know how yeah. it went. If Russia sees, and I've said this a million times on podcasts, on interviews that I've done with the news back home in the states, with events I've talked at in the states, I always say the same thing. Like thriving democracy not just democracy but thriving democracy like on a user level ukraine is more technologically advanced than the united states is so we've got a pretty badass military and government when it comes to technology and the space programs but on a user level like oh i don't have my keys in my pocket you guys have like fobs to get in every door why if i want to why is if if i want to send you money i just pull out my app on my phone and just send it directly to your card i want to we don't have that in the United States, man. Do you know man? the stuff that we have, uh, like uh, a bank which has an uh, app, so you can like do it like that in app, and if you have the same, you open it up and just they find each other. Yes, that's what I'm we talking just, about. We just, we yes. just shaking a phone. If I want to get a train ticket, a plane ticket, a bus ticket, anything, I just go into my bank app and <sighs> bam, it's right there, and I just instantly transfer from my card and I have the ticket in my email, like oh. little things. But what I'm getting at is Ukraine is doing very, very well with a democratic program you're getting back in the orange revolution somebody put in who was not truthfully elected and the people are saying nope and overruling it 
2014 when he's failing to sign an agreement with the EU, you're saying, nope, and overruling it. If those sorts of things are happening and thriving and doing well right next door, all of a sudden those ex-friends of yours will start to see, oh, that system actually works. That system actually does well, and Putin can't have that. And that's why he's stepped in. He cannot allow not just a democracy next door, and not just a democracy in one of the three pillars of the empire of the motherland, but a thriving democracy that works, that does well. He can't have that. Even, you know, uh, you're right, but thinking about future Russia, now it's quite popular to address some some uh, liberals and uh, democrats in Russia who are uh, in exile or like Navalny he's in uh, in a prison in Russia uh, I do believe in some point of time they could get uh, a power in Russia but again knowing Russia knowing its territory knowing its geography knowing their culture knowing their people I know that in some period of time, they will find a new Putin. I mean, uh, it's going to be a cycle. Uh, Putin is, uh, his days is counted, as you've told, it's true. Uh, then it's going to be, um, could be a mess. It could be a civil war. It could be uh, some uh, militaries could take it over or some... Yeah, I don't it, think it, it'll it could be. be. It could be some some kind of disruption. Nobody interested actually in in uh, Russia collapse. I mean, like in a country collapse. No, nobody is, and the West is not interested in that. In in the biggest part. Well, you also West, don't want even. Jeremy, if hold on a second. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, uh, West is mostly not interested that Russia will collapse uh, in in the end of this war. They want Russia to be in these oh, borders. Yeah. Because uh, changing borders is not in West, uh, and is, this is uh, idea is going to the amount the help we get. Because uh, if we would get, I don't know, two hundred, three hundred tanks, I mean, like fifty uh, airplanes, like F sixteen, and possibly uh, some A tens. You want A tens. I'm <laughs> you want A-10s. Okay. Uh, I mean, uh, West has enough power to end this war in two weeks. But it's not an interest because then in Russian regime when collapse in Russia will collapse as a country. Right. Uh, but nobody is interested in that because no. then we are opening uh, a box of Pandora, which is... No, there's way too uh, much weaponry. Yeah. There's way too much. Yeah. yeah you don't yeah. need an unstable, which nobody, I know sounds weird right now because they're very mentally unstable, but you don't want an unstable Russia. For example, you didn't want... Uh, Where anybody Kadyrov, can take over. Uh, uh, the head of Chechnya, having... 15 nukes. Yeah. Well, and imagine if General Serevikin was running things. Like Putin's bad, but General yeah. Serevikin is yeah. literally Satan incarnate. Uh, yeah, so we are talking that... Uh, yeah. uh, and uh, eventually I think that uh, after the Putin, it possi- possibly could be some liberal period of Russia, liberal Russia, <laughs> which is changed Russia. But eventually, from my uh, deep Ukrainian roots, what I do believe in, that the Russia is the country which is always will be searching for a tsar. Searching for? For a tsar. Uh, they will searching for a new uh, all of the time president for all of his life. It's going to be a new Putin in, in uh, 
20, 40, 50 years. They will bring this question when we uh, with you going to be like 80 years old or something else. It's, it's I'm not going to live to 80, but... Oh, you will. You will. Well, why not, not? The way, not the way I live my life. Oh, you will. <laughs> statistics saying that you will. Statistics say I should have died 10 years ago. Oh, <laughs> that means that you are lucky. That doesn't mean that you... Cheers. Cheers. Uh, so... Um, I mean, uh, now I understand that uh, we we did we did uh, prepare for that war. I mean, coming in 2022, uh, we had to prepare better. It's also true, but uh, nobody really believed that someone can uh, start a war in a Europe in 21st century to, to take land. It's yeah, we thought so that was over stupid. after World War II. Yeah, it's yeah. it's so stupid in all points of view. You will not get anything, uh, any benefits. Uh, as and you're an certainly not going to get as, any support. You know, as an economist and a businessman, I'm, I'm I know that uh, you also consider your your decisions. What you get return in, on investment. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. what kind of return on investment you get? Yeah, but. Uh, with with a war conflict, it's impossible to get any return at all. It's yeah. just impossible, yeah. and the land is nothing now. Uh, people is all, and the people is and now never flying. have these people. Yeah, they will never, and they have now people are flying from Russia, so they are losing their people capital. Yeah. They are lost Ukraine for for always. Oh yeah. Before we wrap up, though, I want to touch to the economics again and just point blank ask, do you see an economical weapon that the West or Ukraine could use that's not being used oh, yeah. that would accelerate the end of this war? Yeah. What is it? There are no words that I can find to adequately describe what I encountered when I came to Ukraine. These people are incredible. This cause is the most worthy effort that I've had the privilege of being involved with myself. If it's something that you feel you want to become involved with, either by volunteering or donating, I would ask that you look into Dark Horse Allies. Dark Horse is the organization that I'm involved with over here. It's a nonprofit organization. Members have been operating in Ukraine since the early days of the Russian invasion. Comprised of both civilians and military veterans like myself from around the world, Dark Horse is a collective of volunteers on an independent mission to try and preserve innocent human lives. The name Dark Horse is a nod to the unbreakable spirit of the Ukrainian people who entered this battle as underdogs, but have inspired the entire free world through their determination, and as we always tell these guys, by surviving with their hearts. If you would like to become involved, please head over to darkhorseallies.org or you can find us on Facebook or Instagram at facebook.com slash darkhorseallies or obviously instagram.com slash darkhorseallies. By signing up right now to become an ally for as little as $7 a month, you could become a part of this effort. We would love to have you join us. If you're interested in volunteering, please reach out through the website. We do have opportunities for anybody that wants to become involved on any level. And now we return to the podcast. Uh, it's some kind of sanction when the West should come and say, dear partners, dear foreign countries, if you deal with Russia, then you don't deal with us. I mean, uh, West should decide not only by 
its choice, but its choice of uh, its partners. For example, is if some other country, yeah, I just don't want to name anyone to 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 blame with something here, uh, want to deal with Russia goods or Russia oil or something else. Uh, Western countries, in some point of time, when they will have uh, enough enough power to do that, enough power to sustain a possible uh, outcomes of that con- of, of that uh, decision. So they will come and say, all right, you want to deal with Russia? That means we're done. We don't deal with you. That hurts. So Russia, Russia should become uh, un, un, um, unshakable. Uh, if you deal with that, you don't deal with the Western world. So we now still have, when the war began, the world divided with the whites and the blacks. But the still, the gray zone is still large one. The countries who have not said anything or haven't concluded any conclusion right. or traded both sides. Uh, what the West has to do, West has to talk with the gray zone, yeah. has to talk with the, each country which is, which is uh, thinking it's not their war, it's not their problem, uh, and thinking it's not, their, it's not touching them in any case. Uh, so they're they're not going black and white with it. They're staying in the gray. Yeah. So we so the West has uh, to demolish that gray zone. If you with Russia, okay, go with Russia. But we will we will all uh, we will decrease our operations with you. We will decrease our trade with you. We will we will not talk with you. That's the way it was in the Second World War. Nobody uh, in a in a country is fighting with uh, with a Germany was trading with it. Right. That that hurts because I agree that that would probably be the catalyst to bringing this to an end. Yeah. The problem, and I'm just speaking for the United States and not any other <clears throat> Western country on this, is I am not, by any stretch of the imagination, a big fan of Donald Trump. But the one thing he had right is that we were going to screw ourselves if we did not break our reliance with China. And that the fact that our economy relies so heavily on China was going to create problems for us. And that no country should be that heavily reliant on just one country. That's the old adage of don't put all your eggs in one basket. Everybody knows. And that, in my opinion, is the only thing that keeps us from doing what you just stated, and I agree with, would probably bring this to a pretty you, quick close, is you, we cannot survive breaking ties. You asked me what could change yeah. that war, but I, uh, yeah. you, uh, I, yeah, I answered you what would change that war. And it hurts but, because but, you're right. But uh, I also understand that no. this is a decision which is, could not be taken. Sucks. That sucks. Because you're not, right. I agree with you. Uh, and 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 no offense to United States or any other yeah. countries, uh, because you have a people living here in in United States who family who have families. You have a poor. Uh, you still have a, a poor people also in United States who need help. Yeah. In um, you still uh, your politics have obligations uh, to their people. So yeah. uh, you ask what what would change? I, I answered you, but. I know. Uh, 
I also understand that it's that decision which is could not be made now. Well, I really hope that we all treat this as a learning and I also, for everybody. And I also help and I also hope the Europe will change. Europe will understand that it is subjectable, that it is it is powerful and uh, it has its own voice and it will not uh, rely on the United States on its own affairs. Yeah. Seriously. Uh, distance from Kiev to Berlin, if I'm not mistaken, oh, it's, it's not only 1,700 kilometers. So it's a uh, two hours flight, yeah. even less. I think it's only like nine hours driving. No, I'm no, sorry, no, not from no, Kiev, no, 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 from no. the border. From yeah, the border, yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah, yeah. nine hours. Y- Ukraine quite 15, a large country. Hours Come driving. on, Jeremy, Ukraine is a large country. I learned that. <laughs> I didn't know that when I first came over. I knew it was big, but my God, I did not realize how big. After after driving <laughs> Lviv to Dnipro a couple of times, I was oh, like, oh yeah. yeah, this is a big fucking country. <laughs> so, um, uh, and I'm, I'm uh, because um, I... It, a big part of my business was trading with Europe. Mm-hmm. I was importing uh, a lot of building materials, uh, bricks, roof tiles from Europe. If you have any any ideas about that, please <laughs> I need business opportunities now to save my business. If you're in a trade, trading anything, I can trade anything in Europe. I know you're laughing, but seriously. No, I'm not the, laughing. I'm I know. Serious. What's the name of your business? Uh, my company name is Terracote. So okay. it's terracote.ua. Uh, Spell and, that out for uh, us. Oh, no, sorry, I'm really testing I'm, your English uh, now. My, uh, I haven't and I will put it... Uh, I'm sorry, I, I will I'm not, put it in the I'm title not, of the... Uh, uh, I know how to spell it, but I don't want to get a mistake here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I will put I this... I haven't spoken English for, for a month. As Jeremy is the first guy who was speaking <laughs> English. For a month, as normally, I'm just writing emails, if I need Yeah, I will, uh, so, I will so put I'm this sorry. in the descriptor. Okay, I will so put this in the descriptor. My company the name is Terraco, well, so it's T E. R-R-A-C-O-T dot U-A. So Terra Coat yeah. dot U-A. Yeah. So uh, we are trading building. I, I'm sorry to use this opportunity, but please really, do. Please uh, do. We, we, we do. Uh, if you have any ideas what we can trade with the United States or any who, who listens as we, we need, uh, because uh, now and also at Jeremy also sees us, we are uh, in a great economic struggle also. Uh, because of uh, the heat was uh, we would get from a war because we lost of uh, a lot of uh, um, regions which are was economically prospected i mean D- uh, donetsk was uh, on the same level as kiev before yeah. 2014 rihanna was on a, on the arena there in 2013 yeah. and uh, at some point of time they had even higher wages average wages in donetsk than in kiev yeah so uh we lost uh donetsk we lost lugansk uh, we will get them back but now we also uh 50 50% of our budget is going to to the war so people are in a great struggle now and uh, even more what is started on the 10th of uh um, October is a hit to the energy grid. That's when General Serevi can yeah, took over and yeah, now he's yeah, only yeah. targeting infrastructure. And, and yeah. for economic of Ukraine, it's a great hit now yeah. because uh, to, uh, it's not only about the blackouts. 
it's not about inconvenience to don't have a light during during uh, but those are businesses that are but closed the businesses are closed yeah. their yeah. production lines are closed yeah. uh, they cannot get electricity now so we are talking about uh, losing jobs we're yeah. talking about uh, just imagine to uh, a person uh, just just an ordinary person lose like two liters of blood how he would feel himself yeah that's what we feel now that's why i'm using this platform to yeah. and he's being shy about advertising but i'll tell you right now i will say and i mean this with all my heart ukraine is the place to invest right now because when this is over a oh yeah it is sadly there's a lot to rebuild which is not good but it's it's truth it's reality it's and not only that it's going to rebuild bigger and i yeah, i'm telling yeah. you like obviously I'm, I'm helping you here, so it sounds like I'm being yeah. self, self-motivated. self But truthfully, it really is going to be an amazing investing also, opportunity. I intend to invest heavily in Ukraine. And also, so. uh, you have only intention. But I uh, want to give you some also piece of information. Uh, we have uh, pricing for agricultural land mm-hmm. now arising. That means that... Uh, I'm going to become a farmer. <laughs> no, no, seriously. Uh, uh, I do believe that the last... Uh, the, uh, the next huge war is going to be about the food. Yeah, well, I think the whole world just discovered how much agriculture we get from Ukraine. Yeah. Most people did not realize how much agriculture we yeah. received from Ukraine until it suddenly stopped. <laughs> And then the whole world was like, wait a second, we all get all our food from Ukraine? Which your soil, not a farmer, not a soil expert, but your soil blows my mind. Like the dirt here looks like you just empty bags of topsoil from the Home Depot all over the ground. Like it is the most beautiful, and I have never said that about dirt before, the most beautiful soil. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. absolutely right. We have a, we have a great land and we have a great people. Yeah. We have a we have a joke uh, in Ukraine when you put a tree in a in a you you, you just plant a tree, yeah? And you put uh, some stick with it. So it support uh, the yeah. tree, yeah? Stickle growth. So uh, you have to watch out because they will grow both. <laughs> well, that's the joke I've always heard, and it's not really a joke either, is that be careful if you toss your shovel into the field, it'll grow into a tree overnight. <laughs> no, um, no. Yeah, no, it's, a, yeah, the soil's incredible. But all no. that to say, yes, Ukraine will build, build back bigger, we stronger. Will back, yeah. And I would definitely invest because I'm planning to invest uh, so yeah, definitely. I, um, uh, I'm saying this not only because I'm Ukrainian. I'm saying it because I do understand this. I do see now that uh, already movements in uh, in uh, agriculture, uh, in agricultural sector, is already started. Uh, some people are already investing, and uh, most profitable land, uh, most uh, most. Um, land profitable I mean from return so mm-hmm. what, what you can mm-hmm. get because it's not it's not uh, the same everywhere so just don't let China a, buy all your agriculture land. don't let China buy all your agriculture land. Uh, they're buying up all the agriculture in the United States right now 
Um, Massive tracts of farmland China's buying off of the United States. I don't think that the ownership changes anything. Yeah. Ownership uh, changes the stuff uh, you uh, just just the ownership, but the idea is the same. People want to get a profit. Chinese want to get a profit. Yeah. I mean, uh, if a Chinese want uh, to get Ukrainian land, all right, uh, but you have to comply with our rules. That's and it. stop messing with our DJI drones. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's true. Uh, so that's kind of economy we have now. Economy is on a great yeah. hit. Uh, we had a great date. But you want to buy low, sell high. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Uh, Jeremy knows that we, we had a great day today. We don't have any oh. cutouts. Knock on wood. <laughs> Because I was going to say it earlier, and I was like, if I say it, the power will go out. No, it's not. It's just uh, yeah, this is the first day in a very long time. In a week. In a week over a month yeah since so, october 10th yeah yeah so we the, don't have it not out been yet there has not been a loss of power here i think at my other location there was but here so far today not one single power outage knock on that wood you know that the uh maybe it's because uh i was driving on the street uh, can i say we're not street? Uh, so th- th- yeah. there is a huge mall here yeah, we'll leave it at that. Don't say the name oh, okay. of the mall. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we'll cut this out. No, you're fine. So, uh, but they are a huge uh, consumption of electricity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, uh, they are planning. I, I'm not the. I don't know the whole history, but they are planning to open now. They are opening on uh, Tuesday. Really? Yes, they are. So it changed ownership. I hope so. Because the particular mall he's discussing. Yeah. It was closed down because it was Russian. Basically, ownership. it's a Putin owned. It's a Putin yeah, owned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I didn't expect to ever see that thing open back up. So they must have got it into the correct I, Ukrainian hands. Uh, and uh, I guess it's going to I open didn't back know up. the whole story. I have to discover it because yeah. I. Well, now I'm curious too. I'll have to look into it. Uh, no. But it was closed down in 2017, right? No, no, no. no. It was A, it was closed uh, on 24th of oh, okay. February. Okay. It was open and uh, blooming and. It was walking right. I didn't know that was open and up. Um, I'm actually really excited about that because uh, it's it's very convenient for me. So yeah, it is because uh, everyone now goes to another super shopping mall, which is Respublica outside of Kiev, yeah, yeah. and, and and it's you're really, gonna get through a lot of traffic to get through. Uh, yeah, it Republic. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's why when you describe the traffic on the morning of the 24th, I'm like, I can't imagine because no, even on a normal freaking day in Kiev, traffic is crazy. No, it just, uh, everything just stopped yeah. on 24th. So we just turned it around and uh, went to to uh, one of my best friends who lives outside of Kiev and they've, uh, we we had a night there with the kids and it was it was quite an quite a night because ah. they live near they live in Yasnogorodka it's uh exactly hold on a second because i'm not really good it's west west uh, southwest mm-hmm. so uh, it but but it's near the uh, uh, they had some airport near near them a small one and was heated during the night so it's not the it's not what you want to hear during the night. Right. Uh, how are your kids handling it now, seven, eight, eight months into this? Oh, it's a great question. How they handle? They hate Russians. <laughs> they hate. I can understand Putin. that. You get ripped out of your home. Uh, in the of they are still kids. Yeah. They are still kids. They love uh, 
they love parents i think so and <laughs> they um, uh, uh, they were crying when we guess it again when it happened on october yeah. 10th yeah. no when when we uh, i mean when uh, they they spent almost three months in germany right. we haven't seen each other for three months so almost three months and then when, when we guess it i understood that uh, i don't want to be uh, um, separated from them separate again, yeah. again separated again i didn't uh-huh. want to because for me it was uh, it, it, i can't imagine it's it just i can't imagine it's just a nightmare uh-huh. because i i do love my kids they're great girls and um and uh, uh they just they are my joy they give me a lot of positive energy they help me a lot and uh yeah. when you when when you separate it when you when you just when everything just you know and everything all around yourself is just it's just breaking when you had a uh i had quite a business here and uh it just closes in one day and it just ends all reparations and you had to say to your people who was you for who you was working for 15 years uh, that guys that's it i don't i don't have any money to pay you anymore so yeah. you are on your own now and i know that they have families they have kids yeah. and i know that it's gonna hit them hard yeah. so and breaking with family breaking with kids now i uh, they are adopting they are adopting to that what they mm-hmm. see uh were i they, think the biggest they, tragedy is the biggest tragedy is they're gonna be they already changed forever yeah. they are kids of war and uh their their life is not going to be the same again uh they will remember for the end of for the end of uh, their life this stuff i know this by heart i will tell you one story i wish i've told you before but i want to bring it up again so about my kids uh and it's that it's not the memories i want to give to them that's why we have to win that's why we have to leave them a country which they are going to be proud of which are never going to be bombing again and never never any russian tsar will think he can deal with us yeah uh i don't know a man in ukraine who will not stand to this words i'm saying to you you know this you're already seven months here uh i will give my life just to protect uh, the way we live yeah the story uh i want also to bring to you is uh about the war kids um I uh, had a grandmother and uh, she was born in on 19 uh, 1920 1920 and uh she survived uh, she survived uh, a great struggle in 1933 when uh, Russia came here when uh, Bolsheviks came here and uh the idea was you cannot have more than three uh three grains of uh, of wheat 
so and if you have more you could be uh, you, you could be killed by them and uh, they've took all all the grain from people people are struggling here at least nine millions people died here at least uh, we have a monument down in a downtown about that which is representing that struggle and uh, my uh, grandma have survived that uh, I don't want to talk about how she survived but I want to explain you I've I've uh, already uh, I've uh, I do remember her as already older woman and I do remember that until her last day he she couldn't throw uh, foods from a fridge if they are already spoiled even when she was 90 years old if in such small age you get hit by a wall it will change you forever. it will change you forever uh, your habits will be changed and uh, the people who who you who you love and who are near you will will help you it's it's true but eventually you're not going to be the same that's it and they will carry the trauma and the painful moments but they're also going to grow up understanding the value of freedom the value of their country yeah. and having an example in their father and I haven't met your wife but I'm sure in their mother of people that are not only strong as parents but believe in doing the right thing at any cost so they will grow up to be incredible Ukrainian women I hope so they will I hope so they will because there's no doubt if that hasn't already been extremely obvious in my mind that Ukraine wins this war that's been my opinion since about two days after I landed in this country um so it will be a positive outcome and you're right there's going to be some hurt but it's going to be uh it's going to be like the muscle pains after a good day at the gym they're going to be hurting but it's going to build them into something strong it will cuz they're going to you know i would i'm emotional the same way as you're emotional because i know the pain and trauma of war and how it can change your life forever very firsthand um but i also am am super optimistic because this isn't going to be a situation where they go through this and then live their whole life under tyranny like your grandmother did. Yeah. Um, those are and the she stories. She had to adopt to each. She had to adopt to the, that people. Yeah. She had to find the way to to live in that in in Soviet Union and to do things job, that, do that things. you're not even comfortable. And I don't. Yeah. I'm not going to ask you to talk about, but to, to to survive the things that she could do, I think anybody can try and imagine. Um, and had to live the life that way. Your daughters are going to have a different story. They're going to have that pain. They're going to have those memories, but they're going to have that pride. And one of the things that I wish for every person in the West is to have a better understanding of what it means to have the freedoms that we've been just oh, yeah. handed to us. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, especially in the United States, nobody after that World War II generation has a real strong understanding of the freedoms they have and the costs 
that come along with that because they haven't had to pay it. It was just handed to them. And I say them, me. It was handed to me. Oh, seriously? Um, you, 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 uh, you know, uh, you can only uh, acknowledge how, how, much it's, how much it's valuable when you see an example. When you see like, the cost. Well, when you see the cost. Yeah. When you get it. Uh, and I've your seen daughters it, will have that. You know, I, I, I've seen it all, all over Europe when traveling to Europe. Uh, people of my age are getting uh, the uh, goods and rights they have as granted. Yeah. It's easy to do. And, and you yeah. just, you know that everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. Don't worry. Just go to a college. Everything's fine. Everything's safe. Yeah. Your streets are safe. You have a great medicine. We've already, every, we've built it everything. We'll be a great well, the United States streets aren't all that safe and we don't have good medicine, but otherwise, yes. <laughs> uh, I, but Continue. anyway, uh, it, it is, uh, you start to, you, you start take it to, for granted. To, yeah. You start to, to get it for granted and you only, uh, you value it only when you lose it. Yeah. We, uh, you know, um, uh, We all Ukrainians will lost so much, and I've I've used to travel so much. I've lost I've used to travel around Europe and the world. So um, uh, now I uh, I cannot, but I'm just adopting it. I'm I'm just I'm uh, I'm looking through my pictures on my iPhone, and I'm thinking where I would go uh, when it's going to be ended, and and uh, and uh, how i will uh, how much uh, how much i will walk here in ukraine how much we will rebuild here which which are prices we will have and we are trying we we're trying to do our best to save to save uh, uh, walking places to save our economy and uh, and to plan something for a future i mean you know um that's not going to be uh, interesting that for you but from a business perspective from uh, which i'm the guys who i'm speaking with <coughs> you know uh, everyone was hit with the war everybody for example it's it's uh, it's normal to take uh, a credit yeah in, in a bank to to to, to build your business mm. and uh, to take a loan yeah? yeah to take a loan it's going to be right <coughs> and uh, or to take uh, I don't know to from from your friends, uh, but from I know from people who I speak and I speak a lot, uh, everyone trying to give uh, to to fulfill their uh, their obligations, even but, though they could have an excuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. example, I had a few partners who owe me quite quite the money, and I owe to someone else. So it's like. That's how business works. Yes. That's how it's, so uh, I will surprise you, but everyone have paid me back what they owe. Nobody told me that uh, it's not yeah. going to happen until the war. And I, I did the same. I'm not surprised, but only because I've been here long enough to expect that from Ukrainians. Uh, just uh, you understand that uh, the war going to be ended, but you will have to leave here and you will uh, walk with the same people. And uh, This is why you're winning the war. It is. Seriously? It is. I have a friend in Lviv, a Ukrainian lawyer, who I talk to quite regularly. Amazing guy. Um, he's been a huge help to us since we first got into this country with just putting us in touch with the right people and helping us with things. And talking about, I talked to him about this, the situation in the United States. And, uh, and I tell him, like, what, what, 
what is crazy, I tell people back in the States, friends of mine, I'm like, when this war's over, like, you got to come check this place out. Like, it is literally a utopia for people to believe in, like, working hard for what you have and, and, and rising above challenges. One of our biggest problems in society right now in the United States is I call it victimology, where oh. something bad happens in my life. I declare myself a victim and I ask everyone to take care of me. Instead of figuring out how I can rise above Why it, it so? or, or how I can take responsibility for myself. People, people just want the government to take care of them or they want you know some sort of handout. And it's happened over time. It's been a long period of time that this has just developed into main society. Why people and, think so that uh, they need help of that kind? When, how when, how when, many when, more when, hours do we have? I mean, uh, I mean, we will end that eventually. But, 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 uh, I mean, it uh, comes, is it is it is it right it, way to? It comes down to politics. What it is is buying votes. So we have a two party system. I think everyone knows that, and it's gotten so polarized where everybody is on either Team A or Team B that in order to get votes, politicians. Buying ones? They, 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 they are, um, what's the word I want to use? I don't know English very well. You'll have oh, to no. <laughs> <laughs> They're enablers. So what they'll do is they'll tell one group of people who, who may very well legitimately be disadvantaged um, that, hey, we're going to take care of you and give you everything for free. You don't have to work for anything because you're a victim just to get them to vote for them. So then this side does that with these people. And it's just over time turned into this whole victim thing where it's, we celebrate victims. Like if something's gone wrong for you, which is good that you encourage people if they've had something bad happen to them or they're disadvantaged in life, it's good to encourage them and care about them. But it's you celebrate the fact that they're disadvantaged instead of celebrating the people who rose above that and found a way out or help them find a way out. It's almost like growing votes. I call it farming. Okay. Instead of helping those disadvantaged people get better, because you don't want that, now you have no leverage on them. You keep them disadvantaged and just keep giving them free stuff so that you keep growing all these votes. And it's over years and years and years, it's, it's become a problem in our society. So it's beautiful to me when I come here and it's everybody. Government doesn't help here. <laughs> everybody, but everybody here, it's like something terrible happened to me. How can I rise above this and fix it for myself and become a better person? Which is the mentality you should have and the mentality the United States had for you know centuries. It's why we became the industrial superpower of the world for a while yeah. was everyone had that mentality. And then recently, it's just we've been going in this direction of, of instead of ask not what I can do for my government, uh, ask what my government can, can do for, do me. for me. They've yeah, like completely yeah, yeah, switched yeah, it yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so that's just a problem that we're having in the United States. And so it's very refreshing for me when I come here and I see that where it's like, I'm sorry, but if in the United States people were lobbing missiles into somebody's city where they lived and they lost their job because of it, That would be the golden ticket excuse. Be like, you can't expect me to repay any of my debts. I had a missile hit the building next to me and I don't have a job. I can't pay my debts. It's like the perfect excuse to get out of all your debts. So it's so refreshing to come to a place where people are like, <laughs> well, we're all in this together. We're all suffering. We're all getting hurt. So we need to all help each other still keep the economy going, still keep each other going. Like, 
It's refreshing. You it's know, good to see. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, the other day on this week, I mean, it wasn't a Tuesday. When was the hit uh, they've done on this week? It was a Tuesday? This or, week? Yeah. Uh, it was Tuesday because I was down by Donetsk. Okay. It was before I came back. So, yeah, it was Tuesday. And, uh, <laughs> it, it's a crazy story. Uh, uh, as you know, I have uh, building materials trading business. Terracote.ua. Yeah, Terracote.ua. So, and uh, we're a little bit shrink down now uh, with, with the trade right. because nobody building houses, private houses now. But, but they're going to be. But it is. Your business uh, is going to be booming when yeah. this thing's over. I hope so. I hope so. Lots of rebuilding to do. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. We, uh, we, 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 can, uh, we, we can rebuild anything. And just, just I'll, be, I'll be building one house for me. I know that. Oh yeah, it's uh, <laughs> really great places here in Ukraine. Really beautiful. You you, you should see this. So uh, the story is, so yeah, you can get in the mood of Ukrainians. On a Tuesday, I have uh, I have a shop outside of Kiev, uh, trade in building materials, and I had a guy who was uh, buying uh, pavers, ceramic pavers. Mm-hmm. And uh, we waited for him uh, for for a few days because he had a quite uh, an order, a big order, around uh, two trucks, around 500 square meters of uh, pavers, Ukrainian made, everything. And uh, my manager uh, had to take money from him and uh, make a contract so he can receive it in, in a few days. And, and on a Tuesday, they are standing outside of uh, Kiev on a, in my shop and uh, standing on the street. And uh, just planning to go inside to count the money and sign the contract. And uh, exactly in that moment, they are seeing uh, a rocket fly into a cave. And my manager saying me after that, saying, "Oh fuck, he will not pay now." <laughs> And he's like he and she 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 told me that story and he's saying was that rocket? <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> no, I'm not All right, get paid. Let's go buy pavers, <laughs> and mm-hmm. he paid. So uh, you know, uh, even me who is uh, I'm I'm in this business for 20 years. Uh, you have to be pretty damn sure about Ukrainian future if you buy an, if you if, invest in it if yeah. you invest. In, in pavers. Yeah. It's not the first thing you need to buy actually mm-hmm. in your life. You can you, you, you can you, you can postpone that stuff for yeah. for years or months. You, 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 yeah. or you, you can buy something else what you need right now. Yeah. But he he eventually he bought the pavers. Mm-hmm. And on that kind of people Ukraine is just standing right now. Yeah, so, yeah. so seeing a rocket, all right, I'll do yeah. myself. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Well that's so two things. There was a meme that was one of a my... A missile, a right for the missile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a meme. It was one of my favorites that I saw come out. And it was uh, something something to the effect of... Um, it showed, like, Russian generals or something. And they're like, all right, we're going to bring Ukrainians to their knees. We're going we're gonna to bomb their cities and, and take away all their power and infrastructure. And then it shows a Ukrainian just sitting there drinking coffee. And then... It says, okay, we just struck in the heart of Kiev. And the Ukrainian goes, sip. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which, 
it's a little more painful than that, but it shows like talking about the character of Ukrainians, like, hey, we're not backing down no matter what you do. We're going to get through this. Um, but then to the effect of what you were just saying, it's a point I've made several times. You were talking about how much Ukrainians believe in the future. So does the West. And here's why I say that. If you look at the progression of things that have come from the West. Oh, yeah. In the very beginning, it was in-laws and javelins. Yeah. And that was about it. Some drones. Yeah. Now, there is no way. Tanks. There's no way the United States would give HIMARS systems to Ukraine if they thought there was any chance in hell they would ever end up in Russian hands. That is some of our best technology. Yeah, it is. And if there was any uh, chance they thought that Russia was going to take over that area and have those HIMARS systems, they would never give them to them. So the fact that the West is starting to donate some really serious tech proves that the West expects Ukraine to win as well. <sighs> I hope so. I hope so. Oh, we will. I, here I go with the we thing I mean, again. Uh, I do have my temporary residence card at this point, so I think I can say we. Yes, I'm almost you can. there. Yes, yes, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm almost there. I have my temporary Ukrainian passport. So uh, I think I can almost say we. You have to practice it. You no. know that the. As long as I have now, my ticket to the celebration in Crimea when this is over, I'm happy. Uh, That's where we're all going to celebrate. When the war's over, we're all going to Crimea. Have you been there? No? Well, not yet, clearly. Okay. No, I would if it's I was in Crimea place. right now, I'd be it's dead a, in five yeah. seconds. They don't like me very much in the Russian. Oh world. yeah, uh, um, not only you, so it's yeah. just only. Ukraine. I think I made my third website. I just found out now that I'm on the. I found out the third uh, Russian website that I'm listed on now by name. By name, but oh, no, yeah. no picture, no. Oh yeah, name, picture, social security oh. number, address. Yeah, I'm going for five. I want to see how high I can get the bounty. Five thousand. <laughs> five thousand. No, no, no. Five websites. Oh, oh five no, websites. the bounty on my head's already well over five thousand. If you're American, you are automatically have a bounty of way more than that. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, anyways, we look forward to celebrating in Crimea. That's where yeah, we're we all. Will. That's where yeah, we're all rallying. Everybody in my organization, all the army guys I've worked with, we're all like, when this is over, we all meet. In Crimea for a big party. You know that um, uh, I can ride a bike, uh, but I didn't have a license to that. No. I mean, a bike mm-hmm. like a motorcycle. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, uh, I ride religiously. In fact, I'm having my Harley shipped over here in the spring. Seriously? Yeah, I was going to ship it over the last time I was home in the States, but I was like, ah, it's about to be <sighs> cold and snow, so I'll wait. And in the spring, I'm going to ship it over. So, yeah. Uh, I'm already in my 40s, so... Uh, and, uh, I know, you have me by two years. I appreciate that, because I'm 40. So when I asked what year you were born, and you were like 1980, I was like, all right, good, he's older than me. Because I'm the old guy in my group over here. Oh, seriously? They all call me dad. Everybody, everybody calls right. me dad. I'm the old guy. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I always wanted to have a bike, but I, I uh, like postponed it for, for, for a long time because uh, I was needed to build my business, to build a family, to be the etc., etc., etc. And eventually my mom told me it's dangerous. Uh, and it's really dangerous in Ukraine to drive a bike. I mean, it's not safe anywhere, but yeah, your roads are fucking ridiculous. Yes, it is. But that's why I'm excited to bring the Harley over. Dodge the potholes. <laughs> it's going to be like an obstacle course oh, going yeah, down it, the road. It, yeah. It, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's dangerous. But uh, I mean, it's it's fun. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, and uh, eventually, I've decided that uh, with uh, with my brother, we decided that we should go to courses and to have our license. Mm-hmm. So the plan is, and, and I've received, I've just 
months ago I received my new license with a, ca- a category. Mm-hmm. Do you have that stuff? It's called the same thing in the United States. Same, so I have Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. It's M M class in the United States, but same same idea. So yes. I have a license to drive uh, I, I know how to do that. I've drived it and uh, I know how to do it. Do you have a motorcycle? No, I don't. What are you going to buy? Uh I want a dirt bike. Okay. You're going to do like a, a Ducati or no? I just um, I know a great places around the Kiev. Oh, you want like an off-road bike. off-road bike? Oh, off-road okay, road yeah, bike. Yeah, yeah, I want yeah, a road yeah. bike because I know a great places. Yeah, uh, you said my, it correctly, my, by the way. Dirt bike is the right thing. I assumed you messed up and said the wrong thing, but you said the right thing. So oh, yes, thanks. dirt bike. I know English <laughs> a bit better than you. Yeah, that. apparently. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, idea is uh, of uh, I will buy uh, at least two of them. I will buy a dirt bike. I will ride off. Uh, I will ride off uh, off-road because I know a beautiful places around the Kiev. My dad has an uh, ATV. I was going to say, I'm big on ATVs too. I uh, love going my, off. I want to get oh, one my, down in the Carpathian Mountains. My dad gets, uh, there is a club for that, actually. Yeah. And a lot of people do that. Yeah. My dad has an ATV and he lives uh, outside of Kiev. So uh, sometimes I go to his place, take his ATV, go for a ride. And it's it's lakes, it's birds, it's uh, land, it's mm-hmm. uh, sand. It's uh, swans, it's trees, it's forests, yeah. it's uh, some uh, small mountains. It's beautiful places all yeah. around of Kiev, and uh, you cannot uh, even knowing Ukraine is quite populated. You cannot imagine how uh, how a lot of we- uh, of land without of people we have. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, s- oh, yeah. So beautiful. Beautiful. And, uh, the Carpathians are high on my list. I trained a unit down there, but it was yeah. like in, out, didn't get to enjoy it. And yeah. I'm like, I can't wait to go back to yeah, Carpathians it is one day. Yeah. So the idea is, first of all, to write here all around the Kiev and to go somewhere around Ukraine. But then I will buy uh, some kind of chopper, some kind of low rider. When my, when my Harley gets here, I'll and, have you ride it and, and you're going to fall in love. Uh, I'm <laughs> all right, thanks. Uh, <laughs> and the idea is I want to buy some kind of low rider and yeah, yeah. I want to go to Ukraine and Crimea on a bike. Let's do it. That's the idea. I'll Let's go with do you. it. Are you going with me? Let's do it. We're in. Is there are some people with me going? Some We're serious in. guys. I'm in. Oh, some serious guys. Now I'm scared. No. No. Yes, some, I mean. Yeah. I mean. Uh, I mean. Uh, no. Absolutely. My good friend. So every other. Obviously, I didn't go this summer because I was here. But like every, at least every other summer, if not every summer, I always ride um, in the United States, coast to coast. I touch the Atlantic Ocean. Wow. Ride all the way to the West Coast to the Pacific Ocean, it's and I go up through like Wyoming and go hike and camp like way back in the woods. I'm obsessed with bears. It's this weird thing. I love wow. bears, so I go like looking for grizzly bears and stuff. And yeah, so I ride my motorcycle across the country at least every other summer. Big on riding. Yeah, so well, we'll ride to Crimea together. Absolutely. Yeah, we will. I, I will. Uh, I, that's mean. Um, uh, that's how I explain you that we believe in our victory. I've I've done my license now. I've done my license. I have my license. Well, that's the thing is everyone in Ukraine is still planning for the future. That's yeah. when you're like, you guys <laughs> definitely believe in it. Yeah. You know. It, yeah. It, you know. Uh, in some point of time, we saw that uh, we will lose some great part of our country in a, I mean uh, lose for some period of time mm-hmm. in this fight uh, but then we understood that we are quite capable and we are fighting with the stupid guys they're terrible there are a lot of them 
there are a lot of them. There are, they don't count people at all. No. The way they, they treat their soldiers. They don't, they don't care about people at all. The way they um, treat it their is, soldiers it is, is so, It is so, it is such stupidity that they don't care, uh, their moms don't care about their sons. Don't get started. This, you, you know, uh, uh, when I first it, came it over me, here. Uh, you know, Jeremy, it, it, it gets me nuts because my mom, uh, she writes me in a messenger each time we have air right here mm-hmm. in Kiev. And she says to me, come back to our place, live with us, live outside of Kiev, don't live there, please consider that. She's polite, but she's yeah. afraid for us. She cares. And she cares. She cares a lot. She cares a lot. But seeing <laughs> Russian parents uh, taking cheap car for their son, Seriously? I watched an How? interview. When I first came over here, I used to say, I was like, Ukrainians are incredibly kind people. They care about everybody. But they're kind of assholes when it comes to Russians. Like, because I would come over and even when I was in Iraq, when I was in different places, I always tried to empathize somewhat with the other side. Like, they're human beings. They just grew up in a different place with a different belief system, right? And so I would talk to Ukrainian and to a person, they're like, no, no, all Russians are, there's something wrong. And I was like, all right, look, there's good Russian people that want nothing to do with the war. They're just good people. And I still believe there are still some good human beings who happen to be Russian out there. But over time, I've started to understand why Ukrainians all feel that way. And it comes up to this one interview I saw as like the most perfect example. And you bring up the, the parent thing. I I literally like watched it again because I didn't believe what I just saw. And they're interviewing a mother, a Russian mother. This is right after he announced in September that he was going to conscript 300 uh, people to join. And they're interviewing this mother whose son just got drafted is what we call it in the United States. Conscripted okay. is what you call it here where they're forced into the military. Her son just got conscripted and they're interviewing her. And she says, well, of course I supported him going in and and I wasn't going to hide him. I raised men, not pussies. He's going to fight for the motherland. Now, even there so far, I'm like, I can hear some American moms saying the same thing. Like, my son's not a pussy. He's going to go fight for the country. But then she says, and I can't make this up. In fact, I shared this on my Instagram because I was like, people need to see this. She says, besides, I already have another son and he's already given me three grandchildren. So it's okay. Fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. What the yeah. fuck did that woman just say? Yeah. I played it back again, watched yeah, it again. Yeah, I'm like, there's yeah. no way she just said that. And this yes, is just like did. a yes, random woman did. in a in a town in 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 Russia. She's not a politician. She's not this is just a random mother talking about her child. And she goes, Besides, I have another son, and he already gave me three grandchildren. So if he dies, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck did I just watch? And what I've realized over time, that is not just an isolated event. That's an example of the mentality I see all the time. We have had Ukrainian soldiers, because again, Ukrainians are just too damn kind for their own good, find cell phones on Russians that they just killed in a war. I mean, it's a war, so they're in a battle. 
find a dead Russian with his cell phone on it. And they'll typically go through and try to find their parents in the phone to call and notify them because they know that the Russian military doesn't. The Russian military does not send notifications to parents. They don't even go back for the body. They leave it where it lies. If anything, they'll steal everything out of their pockets and keep going. It's unbelievable. But so they'll go and they'll try and find the parents and they will call and say, hey, I just want to let you know that you're child was killed and here's where the body is if you want to try and claim it in the future whatever i mean again ukrainians are so absurdly kind that after this person was just trying to kill them in a battle they still want to let their parents know right and there's case after case where they call the parent the parents like well i mean they were pretty much dead to me when they left because i knew they probably wouldn't come back so you're not telling me anything new and that's like all they say and you're just like what kind of society breeds these sorts of parents. And then, you know, uh, and there is so much period of time uh, we've been separated. I mean, uh, we always was different, but we've chosen to go different direction in 1991. So it's only 31 year. Yeah, it's not that long. I mean, I mean, I cannot imagine a mother here in Ukraine who will talk about her son. I don't know any society where they talk I mean, that way. I mean, uh, like even how, the jihadists how, in the Middle East were better to their yeah, kids. Yeah, how 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 they how uh, even uh, looking after Russian history and Russian Russian pol- uh, political system, what they do, what they have, what kind of systems they do, do they have, where they go, it creates and a bad I cannot society, understand. I cannot understand yeah. how they get to society which yeah. is uh, doesn't care about its people. human life. Human life doesn't doesn't care yeah. anymore. They are sending yeah. thousands here, and uh, they doesn't care. We doesn't care also about them. Uh, the only the only uh, thing I care about is Ukrainian soldiers, who are who can uh, get killed or can get wounded by that idiots. Yeah. Because there is uh, it's unnecessary war. It's are needed to uh, to postpone it's uh, uh, people who are dying for nothing now. oh yeah and that's what sucks is in the very beginning it was already unnecessary and he yeah. sh- it was unprovoked he should have never invaded but now that's what kills me now as I sit here and go even the Kremlin knows they're gonna lose now yep. they know for a fact so every single person dying from this moment forward is completely pointless they didn't need to die it's not going to change anything and both sides already know the it. only so point is the only point is Jeremy is that uh, they are buying time they are buying time with human lives Putin just buying his days yeah uh, all right, his days, uh, I don't know, according to our military, it's around six or seven hundred people a day from the Russian army is dying here it's, every day. It's tough to know the numbers because the numbers are so big. Yeah, so uh, just imagine. Uh, I do understand, and it's great pity for me. It's a great, it's a great heart that uh, it, it's it's hurt me. It, it hurts me uh, really, really deep that Ukrainian warriors now losing their lives in this stupid war just so Putin can sit in his chair for another day. Yeah. Even uh, all right. Uh, if we take in account that uh, our president told another day that uh, one to ten, we have a ratio one to ten, which is to my to my thinking, of death of death. Yeah, he's no. being generous. It's worse. Uh, uh, you mean one to twenty? No, 
it's less. So it's, yeah, it's, it's we're losing general. a lot of Ukrainians. Yeah, and uh, that is a, a great pity. That that is a great pity for me now. Yeah. That's a great pity for me now, because they are idiots. We are not. We 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 haven't chose to do that war. Yeah. Now the the um, the offensive side is usually going to take far more losses than the defensive side yeah. because the defense side is just holding a position and in order to mount an offensive you have to expose yourself yeah. so typically the offensive side will always take more casualties than the defensive so the fact that russia is taking more casualties than ukraine when they are now in the defensive position because they're not advancing it's ukraine that's advancing um is phenomenal and that means ukraine is winning big time but they're still the ones on the offensive so they're still losing a lot and i would i mean i don't know i'm not going to sit here and contradict to zelensky but one to ten i think is being very generous i think we're losing a lot more ukrainians but anyway today. i'm uh you know it's uh, it's it's a it's a great pity for all of us yeah and what's what's terrible and that's what i'm <clears throat> very directly involved with over here is that so many incredibly good-hearted people are stepping up to fight for their country that have no idea what they're doing. Um, yep. That if they had the opportunity, if this wasn't such a bullshit invasion for no reason, um, to receive more training, the numbers would be lower. And that's what we're trying to fix. That's what we're working around the clock to try and fix. Yeah. Because these, uh, these are incredible people who are fighting with spirit, and that's all they're fighting with. They were a barista or a bus driver three weeks ago, and now they're fighting. Incredible people. But uh, it will be a happy ending. I hope so. Soon. Oh, it will. We'll be celebrating Crimea after we ride oh, our yeah. motorcycles down to Crimea. You promised me. It's now it's recorded. I mean, I already got one bottle of whiskey from you. I don't know when you're going to start believing <laughs> what I said. Yeah, you didn't no, want to. You it. didn't want to bet with me on the next city because I didn't know what's going to happen. But I don't think, it, as you've told me, and I also, Am I, gonna I take also a bet on the podcast. No, uh, you, you know, I, I also agree with you that until spring, it is unclear what's going to happen. I might retract that. Oh, seriously? Yeah. All right. Put your bets now. What are we? What's the date today? Today's the nineteenth. Nineteenth. Oh, I don't know if I'm ready for that. Which which city? I mean, Donetsk is the next. City. No, Donetsk. the next major city. I mean, if Donetsk. you want to talk about villages, then uh, no, we'll clear no, 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 something, we'll something, clear something, up, something, something suitable, right. something reasonable, something big. Donetsk is pretty damn big. I mean, you all right, Donetsk? When? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I, I was going to say by the beginning of the year, serious? but that won't happen. Donetsk. Uh, that'll, be the big, that'll be the next ba- big one, yeah. Donetsk is going to be the next big one. Mm-hmm. All right. This year? That's what I was originally going to say, but I don't know. It's already November 19th. Let's say um, January, 30th, January 30th. We have Donetsk by January 30th. It's possible. January 15th. That's as far as I go. January 15th. January 15th. January 15th. Donetsk. Donetsk City. Not, Donetsk the, whole, City. not the whole oblast. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Donetsk. Yeah. 
Donetsk by January 15th. Let's be thinking about that a minute. Yeah, just, okay. just, just, it's not about the portal. It just, it's not, it's not a problem. All right, we me, can talk about that one just, when it's I wrapped mean, up. I mean, it's, 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 it's a huge move. It's, uh, yeah. it's, well, originally I would, I, I mean, I just told you recently. Do you I really think believe it would be spring, do, do, do you really believe that? And that it's possible. And uh, I think it's possible. In two months. I think it's possible. All right. All right, there we go. Another, another, bottle. <laughs> another, another bottle. Another bottle. 15th of January, yeah, City yeah. of Donetsk. Yeah, and we'll come back and we'll do another podcast oh. after that. Okay, okay, we'll I agree with it. That. Okay, I agree with it. All right, is there anything else you want to say before we wrap no, up? No, I think I've <laughs> spoken in English uh, so much <laughs> for quite a long Nothing time. Nothing else you want to say specifically to the West or to the American people? Because, I mean, obviously I'm going to try and have some Ukrainian audience, but that's the bulk of this is just trying to get word out to the West. Is there anything... That you want them to hear that they uh, don't that you think again I'm I'm really I'm really as Ukrainian grateful for all that help which uh, I'm I'm not joking we're really grateful we we do feel it we do feel it that all that support we get from the West we from uh, United States from United Kingdom and European Union and other countries um, I want you to know that. You are getting friends full of your life. We will we will stand with you uh, forever. We will uh, we will not forget it. We will uh, we will talk about this. We will we will tell it to our kids, to our grandkids, and and all over again uh, that support we get from uh, from the West. Without that support, I'm uh, I'm sure that. Uh, it it could be much more worse, much more worse. Uh, with that support, we you you are saving lives. You're just saving lives. That's it. Uh, it changes a lot. It changes uh, on a on a battlefield. It changes in the cities. Now, uh, as far as I know, we're getting a lot of support in the energy grid department from uh, European Union and the United States because Russia now is a terrorist state. They are now hitting our energy grid. And uh, today we had uh, minus two degrees during the day. So it's quite a cold here. And when you don't get electricity, you don't get heating, you don't get hot water, you don't get internet, you don't get uh, mobile uh, walking. And it's quite challenging. And uh, all support you do, I, I hope my country uses wise. I, I hope uh, people who are in charge of, of, of the stuff and uh, they are controlling that it's used wisely and used in, in the right manner. Uh, unfortunately, we need more, much more, uh, because we are uh, we are fighting with a huge country, with the biggest country in the world, and uh, we are we will win, and uh, we will be pleased to divide this win with you. Well, I tell everybody, uh, I, 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 it's, it's going to be a huge celebration. Yes, here. it is. It's going to be a huge celebration. And, and, and uh, I, uh, we welcome everyone to Ukraine uh, after the war ends and uh, hope to see you soon. And I tell everybody, I came here as a volunteer and stayed as family because you guys are part of the family. Well, thank and, you. and we're proud to have you. And it's going to be one hell of a celebration. Oh, yeah, it is. 
Well, thanks for sticking it out, man. This was a great conversation. Thank you conversation. for inviting Thank you, Jeremy. I'm sure we'll have you back in. And, uh, okay. Okay. Well, Just to talk about our next bottle. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about <laughs> yeah. it. Okay. All right. I'll let, you, uh, I'll let you get back to your wife because I'm sure she thinks that uh, you disappeared. Oh, she thinks that we had so. quite a month. <laughs> no, take a picture of how much is left. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will do that. Ah, right. She will understand. Thanks yeah. again. I appreciate okay. it. Thank you. I brother. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying this, please click like, comment below, subscribe. Let us know that we have your support. It means the world to us. And we hope that more people can have their eyes open to what is actually happening in this country by talking to the people who are living through it. Thanks again and have a great day.